You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. This podcast is made possible by the Made in Oklahoma program, created for Oklahoma's entrepreneurs. Their free-to-join program focuses on economic growth and development for the small businesses who grow, process, or manufacture a good within Oklahoma. Retail stores who sell Made in Oklahoma products can also benefit from their program. Above all, they encourage you to support and shop local wherever possible. Find them on Facebook and visit their website at www.madeinoklahoma.net to learn more. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This Is Oklahoma. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode. Um, back at home base, I guess. I get to call this place home base now. Back at Bedford's camera. Um, again, they've taken good care of me and let me use their back room to record. Uh, my guest today is Aaron Newton uh, from Custom Wood Fibers and a Cedar and a bunch of other wood stuff that's going to get really cool. I'm going to let him introduce himself and do a much better job of telling you what he does because I know I would mess it up. So, uh, Aaron, thanks for coming on the podcast. Um, who are you and what do you do? Well, my name's Aaron Newton. Thanks for having me here. Um, we have two companies here in Oklahoma. One is Eastern Red Cedar Mulch, which is based out of Stillwater. Um, that company, we've been in business up there for over 16 years. Uh, and what we do there is we go out and clear pastures of nuisance cedar trees mm-hmm. and grind it into mulch on site. Yeah. Um, our other company is Custom Wood Fibers and Cedar Mulch, based here out of Oklahoma City. Uh, that one is basically a wood recycling company that we collect wood waste from woodworking companies. We screen it, uh, resize it through machines. Uh, and we make uh, lost circulation material for the oil field industry. Uh, we bag mulch from the Eastern Red Cedar Mulch Company, and we also take that mulch, regrind it, size it for cattle bedding. Okay. So I'm sure you've been pretty busy then. We have. Uh, with the Cattlemen's Congress that just got finished, uh, mm-hmm. here we, we did uh, a lot of business with them uh, for the cattle coming in for that show. And uh, yeah. we did most of the pre-bedding and then uh, sold the, the top dressing, the, the show cattle bedding. Yeah. So, so do you grow up in Oklahoma, born and raised here? No. I'm uh, originally from Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um that's where I grew up. I've got a uh, BS in forestry from Purdue University. Mm-hmm. And uh, after I got that, uh, I went to Alabama and put in a cedar sawmill. And we run it for, I think, about eight years. Um, my family owns a cedar sawmill. That's how we got started in southern Indiana. Okay. And it's still operating today. The The Alabama mill has been shut down, and we moved out here and started grinding cedars. Yeah. So that's how you originally got into, like, passion and thinking. Because you don't just go to school for, I'm going to go do this and do my forestry stuff. With, with just thinking, I mean, clearly that's where it's come from, right? Right. I grew up around the sawmill and on a farm, and then we, got, uh, we bought a portable mill. My dad did. And that's how it all started in the wood industry. And it's we've just grown from there year after year after year. Yeah. And so uh, going to, to school, I wanted wanted a degree, you know, thought about just being a forester. But then we just uh, took over the, and put in a new operation. And, and yeah. then we moved out here and put this operation in. So. I always love watching those TV shows where they're, like, they're climbing up those trees and cutting them off. I and mean, that stuff's nuts, isn't it? Right, yeah. You're like, yeah. Uh, how, I mean, I, I don't like heights. Uh and you know 
climbing up, you know, what is it, 60, 70 plus feet yeah, to yeah. cut off a tree. I, luckily, I don't have to do you know, that. that stuff. Is that, or they've already come to you, obviously, but someone's already cut them down, and then it comes to you before. Right. Most the of the stuff. trees, it's it's most of everything that's cut now is mechanized. Um, so these big machines cut it off at the bottom, and then mm. you pull it through a big delimmer and delimit. And out here, we, we use uh, a saw and a shear to cut the cedar trees down, and uh, we let them dry out, and then we just run the whole tree through the grinder so we don't yeah. leave anything in the field yeah it's a pretty impressive piece of equipment and mm-hmm. if you've ever seen it uh, people listening have ever seen it it's scary to watch and you never want to go anywhere near it but yeah. if you're watching a video on your phone it's probably probably enjoyable um so you mentioned you went to alabama and then you came to oklahoma yes. after that so what brought you originally to oklahoma the the market changed uh, as far as what our sawmill was producing down there um some of the markets went overseas, so the, there wasn't opportunities as much to sell uh, the products we were making. Mm-hmm. Um, the, at the time, there was the Aromatic Cedar Association here in Oklahoma that my dad had been out here several times, and they their goal was to get us to move out here and put a sawmill in. Mm-hmm. And when we got out here and... The, my dad, they flew all over Oklahoma and rented planes just to look at the, the densities of the cedar because that's what we kept asking because they yeah. said, well, we have a lot. Well, how much is a lot? Right. And so after doing some of that and the the visits we had, we learned that out of all the cedar, which there is a lot of cedar taking over Oklahoma, the majority of it is not saw mill quality okay there there's a lot of it that is but the majority is just the bushy lot of limb trees that don't make good lumber Mm -hmm. so we come up with the idea of well what if we just ground it all into mulch and so we uh we got it with a couple companies uh trying to get them to bring out a grinder to do a test run finally one agreed and we came out had a couple buyers because we were already selling mulch from our sawmills, so we already had that connection to companies. Yeah. And so we, when we got out here, we did a test. The companies looked at it, and we could see in their eyes because they were hesitant. They didn't think it would look as good as what the sawmills were producing, but they bought uh, loads right there and took it, and so yeah. that was how we got started. And you knew from that moment that we have a business here. Let's, right. let's, let's so go we, in. We shut down the Alabama plan over that next year and a half and, and started this one at the same time. And so uh, just yeah. kind of shut one down as the other one got going. And just transitioned like nice and easy up here then, I guess. Right, right. Where was that? So that was that the one that's in Stillwater? That's the one still in Stillwater, yes. Okay, yeah. Yep. And then just attack the market this is what we want to do and, and go right. there. before we started grinding the mulch in oklahoma all of the cedar mulch was imported from missouri and arkansas so okay. it was all coming in from other states so when we started we actually started building and selling to the landscapers and right, yeah. markets here and then we got to where we're shipping it out of oklahoma so we're going back into missouri and arkansas yeah. from here because using the whole tree we were able able to process it a little cheaper uh, than from the sawmills and yeah. And the sawmills are basically their waste product, uh, so sure. they have to get rid of it. And uh, so, so we reversed the course there of the economy somewhat of the mulch yeah, as yeah. we uh, 
and helped that, Oklahoma out, you know. Yeah, that's by that's, using that's a, pretty awesome. Made an Oklahoma it? product. Yeah, yeah, which brings us to the reason that we're here, right? We've come together because of um, you know Made in Oklahoma and, and the great things that they're doing, and you're a part of that. Uh, were you a part of that from like once you came here, or was that something like how did that work? How no, did that come when about? we first started, we were pretty focused on just getting the business up and running, and and so we. Uh, I, I can't remember exactly when we joined the Made mm-hmm. in Oklahoma, but we we've, we've been a member of that for for several many years, um, and so we've done. Uh, they've helped us out at the uh, capital when they've had some uh, to take our product up and help us get the product out there. Some. Right. So it, it's been very beneficial to us. Yeah. So, so what I mean, what were you thinking when you came to Oklahoma? You've been in Indiana, you've been to Alabama, and then you come to Oklahoma. Especially Stillwater. What were you thinking? Stillwater is it's where we lived in Alabama was very rural, mm-hmm. um, and so Oklahoma reminds me a lot of Southern Indiana. The the hardwood trees, of course, aren't as tall and as many right. as Southern Indiana, but but Oklahoma uh, matched more of what probably I was used to. Um, growing up than, yeah. than Alabama did. Alabama was just, it was very rural. We lived in a really small town where the mill, we put the mill down there. So Yeah. The, the, the sawmill stuff, it's got quite a unique history, right? Because you can kind of, it's it's been around for a very, very long time, isn't it? You know, and you could think it's, and, and it seems to me, thinking about it, it would be, and it would make sense in your case, it's a lot of generational business. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of how it is? Yeah, a lot of times, some you know, families grow up and their kids go into it. Um, which I've got three siblings. I've, uh, my younger brothers, he works at the one there and helps out in the mill in Indiana. Mm-hmm. The other two have went a different path uh, and done something else. But yeah. we've, uh, I've got two boys, and I don't know, you know, if they're wanting to carry on any of this right. or not. But uh, you know, whatever is, we don't push them into it. But it's uh, if they do, that's great. If not, then yeah, you know, we're we're happy for whatever they decide. So so when you came to you came into Stillwater and you and you start the mulch side of things, when did the second op- business open up then? We the custom wood fibers uh, is in February first. Will be five years. Okay. So we were in the mulch uh, business for about eleven years before we mm-hmm. uh, went into that. And the the company we bought was buying a lot of our mulch for their product for okay. for the oil field, yeah. and so we just thought, well, we can maybe kind of take a middleman out, and it worked out. It just uh, out of the blue, I got a call that it was for sale, and one thing led to the other, and we agreed, yeah. and we took it over, and and we've expanded on the cattle bedding, especially. They were just scratching the surface, and we've we've actually have a patent pending on our process now for that cattle bedding. It's, yeah. it's unique enough that uh, we're real close to getting that, I believe. Mm-hmm. And so that's, I think, some of my forestry backgrounds helped be able to mm-hmm. uh, figure out how to make that uh, a better product from when we took it over. Sure, yeah. What is it like with, you know, like being in Oklahoma and dealing with the, you know, the Oklahoma Department of Forestry and stuff? How are they and, and what is our experience like? We, they're good. Um, we don't. We deal with uh, the commissioners of the land office probably more, mm-hmm. which is a division of them somewhat. Yeah. Um, 
because we do a lot of land clearing for them. Uh, we'll win the bid to cut the trees and then go in and clean them all up. So I have more probably direct contact with the commissioners than I do the, the actual forestry department. But we've worked with them. Um, they get questions. Uh, you know, I try to help them out some with uh, people looking for sawmills or mm-hmm. logs or and uh but they're they're they're, uh great to work with yeah yeah so from people listening will be like okay mulch i know me thinking it goes in my front or backyard right Mm -hmm. from a consumer perspective um you know uh, what are the you know pros cons benefits like if someone comes to you and is like why should i buy this stuff well oklahoma state did a, a project a research uh, study on our cedar mulch compared to cypress and all the other mulches that are out there as far as water uh, retention mm-hmm. to help with moisture ph levels if it changes on plants so they did shrubs plants and some small trees that usually are around most houses yeah. uh, the cedar mulch ranked right at the top right there with cypress cypress has been the premium mulch for a long time um, so our mulch did very well in all those categories as far as not harming any plants mm-hmm. doing what it's supposed to do with the moisture in the soil not changing the ph of the soil um so that that study was done, I, I believe, six or seven years ago. Yeah. So it's totally. I mean, it is cedar is one of, if not the best, to have in your front yard garden. Right. It, and it has the natural build. It has this natural flea and tick because the oil in it, mm-hmm. what gives it its smell, is that uh, the flea and tick repellent. So that helps. And yeah. so of course with cattle, that helps with that too. I have a lot of people that say it helps with flies. I don't have any first-hand knowledge of yeah. that but you know the more the merrier so. right so that's how it transitions into doing the whole stuff then and the cattle stuff is having it in so would it go in the arenas as well it does go into some arenas but it was developed for cold rooms okay. for uh show cattle so they put them in and so ours what we've tweaked ours has a low dust we screen a lot of the dust out mm-hmm. because as the cattle move they stir the dust up in the cold room gets in the refrigeration systems mm-hmm. and it plugs them up so ours has a very low dust to it is what we've finally gotten to um, so that's where the cattle bedding um, came in and so they use it in stalls arenas in yeah. the cold rooms um, we're we're expanding it more and more um, to where it's, it's useful we have some people that'll use it for horses it's great for dog kennels okay uh, do for the flea and tick repellent again that helps with that stuff yeah my dog sadly my wife keeps our dogs inside and they sleep in the bed with us so it would not be good if we had them in our dog kennels but if you're an outside dog you have hunting dogs i guess it would probably be really cool right right yeah so how what about the oil field side of things and how does that work on that side the oil field is uh that's we have a a process of where we make certain size they require certain uh, size dust particles and things and Mm -hmm. so for their loss circulation material and of course with last year with covid it's uh, the oil field has, has been extremely right. slow yeah um, but uh but the product we make um you know it goes in and we've, we've actually sold a few loads this year already so oil's maybe taken up just a little yeah. hopefully 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 yeah. uh, it can't get much worse i don't believe but uh 
so that's that's kind of a side of our and that's and that's the whole reason we bought custom wood fibers and had this company was to diversify from just all mm-hmm. we did from was mulch it's all we have was cedar mulch yeah and so now we're in the oil field and now we have the cattle bedding and we also uh, do some shavings uh, for horses at, gotcha. at our facility yeah uh, what I mean having you know being here now and having the business or two businesses um, I mean, you probably count yourself as more of an Oklahoma now than you were growing up, right? You know all this stuff about Oklahoma. Um, but what other stuff do, do you do? What other stuff do you want to get into as, you know, with the business? And maybe is it landscaping side of things or anything like that? Right now, our main focus is the cattle okay. uh, bedding. Um, we picked up a company last year that... Uh, they distribute to 11 states. So mm-hmm. we, we've shipped as far as Tennessee, uh, up to South Dakota. Uh, we've done some sample. Uh, they did a show in California. We sent some uh, pallets out there. So we're, yeah. we're just, that's our main focus right now of the company is the expansion of our cattle bedding. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, it's, I, I probably, when you, were in a, when you were in Alabama, you probably didn't think that, hey, the next place I'm going is Oklahoma. It's Stillwater, Oklahoma. Too. No, not really. Um, so I didn't. And um, like I said, we, we like it, uh, raising two boys. When we moved out here from Alabama, we had not quite a one-year-old with mm-hmm. us when we moved. Because um, we all three companies are all family-owned and yeah. run. And so... Um, Raising them in Stillwater's been good. Uh, they like the schools and, and the community. Football games and mm-hmm. stuff like that? Oh, yeah. 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 Hopefully we get to go to some of those if, if they're back to normal you know, next season, which I do miss a good game day. Right. It's a good experience. What's it like living up there on game day? Do you live in the area? We do. And, you know, honestly, most of the time we just avoid town when it's game day. <laughs> we, we, we go out around yeah. the outskirts and right. you don't, you know, unless the game's actually going and you need to go in right. to get something. But, you know, it's just so you, you kind of work around yeah, the game day. Yeah, it's not time to go to the grocery store. No, 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 it's it's not, not game day. Right, exactly. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, so as far as like living in Oklahoma, what's been some of your you know best things that you love doing and, and, and things that I guess with family and stuff like that we do when we get time away mm-hmm. we normally uh, we have a uh, razor we go riding yeah um, so that's that's usually our getaway a lot of times we go out west further out uh, to Utah and oh really ride. Uh, but we've we've rode in in some of the places here in Oklahoma. Um, we actually leased a, a school lane, uh, commissioner land office, cleared the cedar and had it for five years, and it was right next to where we live. And so oh, we, nice. we did a lot of riding and hunting there. Yeah. Um, so that that was good. Yeah, I, it's funny you say that. Last weekend I was down at Crossbar Ranch. Yes, down, that's where and, we've been I mean, there. That place is. I'm glad I don't own a machine going there because it's. I mean. People break their machines every single day down there because yeah. it's it's, it's very very rough. But we did have an absolute blast down there, and you know, seeing it's just fun to go out and hang out. You have a group of you that go, and that you know, if you're two seats, four seats, and you get five or six of you, you know, right razors or canams together and i know there's a big you know you're, you're a canam guy you're a razor yeah, guy there's always right. there's always fun to, to see those but yeah we had a blast it's awesome to be outside weather was great and it's, you know it's it's nature isn't it what's what's right. bad about yeah. being outside in nature 
yep. especially now. And it's not, you know, yeah, it's just about getting the, and, and we don't, unfortunately, we don't get away very often yeah. with the boys in school. They're, like, you know, they're both in football, so in, uh, we can usually get away maybe once a year and, and for a weekend yeah, and yeah. go ride. But with the, both businesses and family, it's we're pretty focused on those. Yeah. Uh, do they kind of share the same passion that you do about the wooden cedar stuff, or are they kind of off doing their own thing? Uh, they they do some, not mm-hmm. probably not as much, but but they uh, the oldest one he's he'll be seventeen. He helps, and both of them can run skid steers, and, yeah. and so when they uh, don't have school. Um, or on the weekends, we were down Saturday, me and the boys working at the plant, just doing odds and ends, and yeah. trying to get ahead before the rain. And so, they they're around it. And so sometimes when you grow up around it, you it might not be what you want to do. Sure. So that's what I said. That if they choose a different path, we're we're okay with that. But, yeah, uh, it would be kind of kind of neat if one of them or both of them stay in it and, and carry it on and, yeah. and build it from you know at some point from. Hopefully, if I get out of it. So. Right. Yeah. They're all coming up with new ideas. And, you know, you grow up in a generation where you know, word of mouth is great and you do the business and everything's probably done on a handshake. Whereas, you know, your son's growing up now and everything's on social media and they've got to find you online. You've got to have a website and social media presence and stuff like that. That is taking even, you're right. Because that's how I grew up was exactly like that to where you just, you made deals on the phone. I like talking yeah. to people more than I do, but we get a lot of orders on text now from companies uh you know email and you know it's, it's a curse and a blessing you know yeah. the, the phone's pretty much attached to me now with right. both companies for for that reason but and that's one reason we go to utah is we pick a time we don't get signal i can mm. turn i just turn my phone off throw it in the glove box for the week of course, that about two days before we're done, that's when it's this, you know, the anxiety of you know, there's all the emails and phone calls you've missed and yeah. any you know things you got to take care of as soon as you answer that phone. So, yeah. but it but it's good to get away for a few days every now and then. Yeah, definitely, especially just getting out and there's you know, everyone's got their their way to relax, but. If you like going to a beach, just one time, jump on the four wheeler and go in the country and see how you feel because. I did it for the first time a couple of years ago, and I absolutely loved it. Yeah. And it's just, it's a lot of fun, isn't it? Being out, being engaged. I mean, I'm not one that can sit on a beach every day. I grew up playing golf and love being outside and doing activities. But yeah, it's um, trying to convert my wife to it. So she's she's the beach type and doesn't want to doesn't want to move all week. And I'm like, let's go do something. Right. Uh, is there anything else we've missed that you want to talk about to get a point across, or any sales or anything coming up that we can plug? Um. OYE's coming up, okay. the Oklahoma Youth Expo. Okay. Do you know about that? I don't. That's the world's yeah. largest junior livestock show, and it's held here in Oklahoma wow, City okay. every year. And yeah. so we, we sponsor that and help yeah. them out. They're the same group that put on the Cattlemen's Congress. Okay. But, yeah. but they do OYE every year. So and it's always it, in it's Oklahoma? Basic, yes. It's, it's, uh, uh, it's like it's 4-H and yeah. FFA groups and things and, and kids. It's goats, sheep. Okay. Uh, swine and cattle. And so it, yeah, it's a so big So you're deal. gearing up for that? So that's our next big show gear, that we're gearing up for. Yeah. Is, the, is that, uh, that one coming up, I think, first of March. Oh, so it's real soon. Right. Yeah. Right. 
and what's well, great is when you're in your home state. Is there any others that are, are with COVID and stuff that have a lot been canceled? Or I mean, yeah, how has that been? A lot of the shows have been canceled, and that's one reason that the Cattlemen's Congress they put on was, I believe, such a big hit mm. is that they were able to get it done in a short time, and they pulled off a great show. And people from all over the country came to that because a lot of the other country is shut down where they won't yeah. let them do anything. So hopefully this year the shows will start picking back up to where the, they can get out and uh, show these animals uh, yeah. some more. Um, I know I think there's another show this summer I've got a, uh, in Chickasha okay. that I know is on. So Oklahoma seems to be able to help put these shows on a little more. The state's... Uh, I'd say a little lenient, yeah. you know, more, a more relaxed, yeah. uh, letting, but you know, most of these people, uh, the, the cattlemen and the ranchers and the families, you know, they're rural people. They, they come in, they show their yeah. cattle and it's a big boost for the economy here. This cattleman mm-hmm. for the hotels and everything with COVID last year. So it was, these yeah, shows are really, that business. really helpful to, to the state. Yeah. Well, that's really cool. That's, uh, I'm gonna have to check that out and I'll, I'll find a link to it and put it in the description so people can look for it and, people listening you know they might not be big into the agricultural side of things but going to shows is awesome it's interesting it's fun you're going to do something you've probably never done before right or see you know meet a lot of cool new people and last year the oklahoma youth expo had gotten started and ran about a week it's normally almost two weeks yeah and it got shut down and so these kids they they work with these animals all year and it gets to there, and that's their big day to get out there on that stage and show yeah. what they've done and the bond they have with those animals. And you know, it, and they got canceled. A lot of them were just devastated. Right. And so this year, you know, with uh, they should, hopefully everything will go go well, and, yeah. and they all get to show this year. Do you or the kids have that passion to go show and have like cattle and stuff like that? We don't. Uh, you know, growing up, we raised cattle, mm-hmm. and I don't full time job, you know, isn't it? <laughs> I, a friend of mine always said. That that, you know, you don't have to chase trees. They stay where they're at. So <laughs> that's, that. that's uh, great. So uh, that's growing up with, with ca- cattle. I didn't want to be a farmer. Um, so that's one reason I went the forestry route, I think. And yeah. my boys, they, they come to the shows when we walk around and, and see uh, the customers and, and other right. people that have used our product and talk to them. So they get to see, and they, they say they want one, but um, they it's they're not into into it like and we don't live on a on a farm or anything either so it'd be hard for us to to have something like that yeah i mean oklahoma really isn't known for trees is it it's not not like alabama or anywhere indiana so you have giant tall like beautiful looking trees which me being a golfer is a pain in the backside (laughs) because i've got to hit a golf ball around them usually uh but is there any really like known in the state that that you love or that's that's just known in the industry for having the best kind of biggest trees or whatever and stuff like that? People can go see, hang out, walk trails, stuff like that. The east side of Oklahoma is yeah. is got uh, and southeast has a lot of pine plantation that the the big companies had planted and things uh, like they have down in Mississippi, Alabama, that mm-hmm. area. Uh, there's the big uh, warehouser. They have big plants uh, down there in the southeast part of the state. So for pine in that area, that's where you would go see the big tall pines. Um, Hardwoods is uh, over by uh, Wagner down through that, uh, Uh just that 
eastern side. So the further west you go, of course, you you get out of the trees, get more into the farm, and then you get right. into the uplands out in the Panhandle and out yeah. west where there's not a whole lot of trees. Um, and that's one reason we like still water. We looked at all over the state to where to put in the mulch location, mm-hmm. and Stillwater just, uh, you know, it has has trees, and it, it's it's right on the edge. Yeah. Uh, you go west of I-35, you start getting into the wheat and the farms, and not as many trees, but where we're at, that's that's what we like. And yeah. So... Well, good. Well, mate, thank you so much for coming down. I, I'm really excited to, to share this story. And for people listening, how, how can they reach out? How can they, you know, buy your product and get involved? Uh, they can go to our website, uh, customwoodfibers.com, um, and look there. We have mulch uh, in three cubic foot bags for sale to the public. So we do semi-load quantities, plus we're open to the public to come in. Uh, here in the city. Still water, we don't really have a, uh, it's out of our house because everything up there is portable because sure. we would go to the fields and do it. So we don't have a brick and mortar store in the Stillwater area. But things can be uh, mulch and cattle bedding can be purchased here in uh, Oklahoma yeah. City. Awesome. Well, for everyone listening, I'll post those links down below so you can go click on them, buy a mulch, and get ready for the new year and having a beautiful. Uh, front garden i'm not i do not have a green thumb my wife does so i'm sure she'll want to listen to this podcast and have uh if she doesn't if if she listened to the podcast she doesn't listen to any of them so i could probably say what i wanted uh but yeah i'll post all links down below and for you guys if you want to go by mulch and have a beautiful front yard or garden you can check this place out aaron thanks so much for coming down and we will catch you next episode cheers This podcast is made possible by the Made in Oklahoma program. Created for Oklahoma's entrepreneurs, their free-to-join program focuses on economic growth and development for the small businesses who grow, process, or manufacture a good within Oklahoma. Retail stores who sell Made in Oklahoma products can also benefit from their program. Above all, they encourage you to support and shop local wherever possible. Find them on Facebook and visit their website at www.madeinoklahoma.net to learn more. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.